0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Blue wire. Let's fuck this shit. It's only a game. Why do you have to be mad?
0: feels weird not saying one two three click i know because we're literally sitting about six inches away from each other recording right now how does that feel
2: um well honestly i'm feeling a little turned on right now
0: (laughs) when you say that we're six inches away from each other that seems pretty close leave room for jesus when recording your podcast this is a big one i'm audrey this is christina welcome back to puck bunnies this is our first ever episode recording in the same room i was wondering why this felt weird and it's because we're looking into each other's eyes like, i know in I mean, person like
2: normally whenever we record i'm looking into my own eyes mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at myself <laughs> i'm looking at my own uh like how i look in the webcam to see every point we can
0: hold hands
2: no that's that's too much
0: that's fair let's not hold hands uh christina I- came to visit me this weekend we are both in dc Having a great time, I got here through just sheer
2: acts of will on my part. Yeah, I would like I posted about this, but I would just like to give this opportunity to get everyone another chance to thank me and praise me. Mm-hmm. There's a huge snowstorm coming into Chicago whenever uh, I was supposed to fly out and a friend of the pod Mallory told Mm -hmm. me that they closed down Kansas City International Airport all three gates of it which is just terrible Mm -hmm. and so I was like fuck that's not good Mm. because Chicago is pretty close to Kansas City so my flight got canceled I couldn't get on an earlier flight and I ended up having to book a flight from O'Hare on United Mm -hmm. for uh just an incredible amount of money but you know what the entire city of Chicago is still frozen over and I'm sitting in Audrey's kitchen. It so. was truly meant to be. I mean, it wasn't meant to be, actually. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it seems like it was explicitly right. not meant to be. I, like, showed up to the airport sweating. And I, like, threw a fit in security because I went to the wrong line. And this, and because I'm a girl, someone, like, let me, he, like, let me catch a ride on his... Uh, damsel in
0: distress mode yeah. activated.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so if you're listening to this, Fred, it was really nice to meet you.
0: And I'm going to accept your invitation to connect on LinkedIn. Friends, welcome to Bye Week. Christine and I do not get a bye week. No. Contrary to popular opinion, even though I do think that we should be on a beach in Bali right now just hanging out.
2: Right. Like what if we what if the option was we get a bye week, but we have to go play like a round of golf a day at Augustana.
0: At Augusta? Fuck. I was I, You know that song? That band, Augustana? Yes. yes. It's like the,
2: I would not be with that band, but would you go to, on a golf trip?
0: No. I would not. You
2: would rather work at your job
0: than play, like, 18... 18- I would rather sacrifice a member of my own family than play golf. All right. Well, we need to be fan. <laughs> not to be dramatic,
2: but... <laughs> if anyone would like to take me on an all-expenses-paid golf vacation, <laughs> let me know.
0: I've actually never played real golf before.
2: Have you ever played real golf before? Yeah, because my father raised me as his firstborn son. I feel like this is a very... I was born in the years of 1990
0: to 1994.
2: You're Fair. a girl. And Fair. your dad's like, I'm going to make sure you can hack it in the yeah. corporate world. Right.
0: Oh, that's, yeah. I get that. Right. I think my dad just was like, she's never going to be able to do this. I have no idea what like 11 year old me was projecting that made my father think that I was going to be a CEO, but he was wrong. Anyway, right. instead, you're a podcaster, which is basically the same thing. Um, we are because. Our favorite players are on various vacations with each other in a normal friendship way. And we are obviously doing the same thing in the exotic location of Washington, the District of Columbia, (laughs) the capital. The Windy City. We thought we would do a mailbag episode this week, catching up on all kinds of calls and texts that we've gotten over like the last month that we Mm -hmm. just haven't had time to get to in regular episodes. So with that, let's get started. I will read this one. Let's start with a text from Matthew T. He says, Hey Bunnies, the Athletic published an article suggesting that the Coyotes should trade Taylor Hall for picks and prospects because even though they're first in their division, they aren't likely to make it out of the first round. I couldn't disagree more with that, and I feel that if a team like the Leafs or Bruins were in the same situation with the same level of talent, mainstream media wouldn't be as harsh on them. Thanks for reading.
2: Uh okay Matthew T. Matthew Kachak, that's fine.
0: Uh, you can just call us next
2: time. Like, don't send a text. I understand that you're very concerned about how things are shifting around the Pacific Division right yeah. now. But it's a stressful time to be on the flames. We understand. I know and like But I know also
0: th- thank you for listening.
2: Wait, okay, hold on. Brief sidebar. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to watch any of the uh Senators Flames game, but we did really appreciate King
0: Ref, West Macaulay. Letting the boys face off. What do you think about this one? I agree about the media angle. And what's funny is that when you talk about, like, the Leafs or Bruins in conjunction with a team like the Coyotes that is in less of a huge market... Like, the Leafs are going through a goaltending crisis right now. Freddie Mm -hmm. Anderson has been so poor for them lately, and they don't have, like, Michael Hutchinson sucks, Mm -hmm. and they don't have another dude. So now it's like, okay, how are they going to get a good goaltender in before the trade deadline? Who are they going to give up? Who are they willing to trade? They're already talking about, like, okay, maybe they'll trade Tyson Berry again. Like, maybe they'll do this. Maybe they'll do that. But I think that they get a little bit more leeway Mm -hmm. because – this is a team that has gone to the playoffs more often and they have like a, it's it's a very popular team mm-hmm. very high stakes reputation where and it's and it's weird cuz you would think that people would be harsher on them Because, like, the expectations are higher. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like with teams like Arizona or, in the past, Carolina, because it's in a smaller market, people are like, oh, well, they were going to suck anyway, so, like, why would you waste a good player on a shitty team, even if they're not shitty?
2: Well, I think about it in terms of the amount of control that teams and the NHL itself have over the media right now, which is, I mean, if you follow any other sports, you know that the NHL is different because they control the narrative more than any other media. Sports League. Whenever I think about it like that and I think about who's benefiting from a situation where a small market team in the Western Conference gets a, like a player like Taylor Hall, who benefits from him getting traded away? Right. And the Coyotes basically sitting out for another year. Yeah, yeah. And it's like an original 16 because he would probably get booted. I don't know, like who could afford someone like Taylor Hall right now? Who's like an original 16?
0: I don't think the Bruins could do it. I don't. They don't need them. The Leafs couldn't do it. They have no money. Um, the, the Red, <laughs> the Red Wings, maybe. Well, I mean, is like for like, I mean, like I'm assuming this is like a playoff run. Kind of. Well, for actually, it.
2: no. I mean, who has? Oh, we're not going to get too into this question because I could, I could go all day on like, okay, who has picks to give up and who would benefit the most from this. But here's the other thing. Yeah, I look at who's who's likely to play in the Western Conference playoff bracket, and there's there's no team there who's unstoppable. And so to look at like that playoff bracket,
0: and then to say the Coyotes should
2: just yeet themselves from this competition yeah, is when ridiculous. It's this, when it's
0: this close, it's insane to ask a team to give up a player like that because it could literally be the difference between them making it out of the first round. And I know, like, since this question came in, the Canucks are now number one in right. the Pacific. So, like, things are changing so fast.
2: I mean, also to think about what fucking Taylor Hall would think about this. Yeah. Taylor how dare Hall, you? Taylor Hall, I think, I mean, he requested a trade. Did he request to go to the Coyotes? I don't know.
0: No, I think he had, like, three or four different teams inquiring after him. Okay. And so I think the Coyotes were... They ended up being his first choice. Like, they offered him the best deal, basically. So,
2: if I'm Taylor Hall and I'm going to be traded to the fucking Red Wings for their, I don't know, first picks for the next century, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. Because I'm ready to play. I mean, he said he remembered every second of every playoff game that he's ever played, and he's going to play in the playoffs this year.
0: Taylor Hall to the New York Rangers? No, stop it. Next question. Okay. (laughs)
2: Anyway, I'm sorry that I talked for like 15 minutes about Taylor Hall. I'm just really in my feelings today. Uh, Hey, bunnies, LJ here. As a Devils and Avs fan, I've been the victim of some pretty bad calls recently. See, not calling goalie interference and nulling the goal after Mackenzie Blackwood was literally tripped during the Devils-Avs game, whenever this happened, and an overturned goal because of ridiculous offsides ruling when the puck was up in the air during the Avs-Islanders game. So, with that in mind, what has been the most egregious bad or missed call by a ref you've ever seen? I mean, I would say the biggest missed call I've ever seen is me being allowed to be born.
0: (laughs) I have really been going off a lot lately on delay of game penalties in general because I think they're so stupid. I feel like I see one at least one per game now. It's so irritating. I'm basically just irritated with the concept of referees in general and I do think we should switch to drone refs because there have been some very bad either missed or just over-the-top calls lately. It's kind of like the um, Zach Cassian, Matthew Kuchuk stuff that was ha- unfolding over the last couple of weeks where like, Cassian got this. Suspended, but Matthew Kuchuk didn't. Even though, like Matthew Kuchuk's hit on Zach on Zach Cassian was bad, it was Mm -hmm. bad. They were both in the wrong. Obviously, Cassian should not have gone after him, taken his helmet off, and like pounded his skull into the ice. It's not like an okay thing to do.
2: Like to me, I see there's two issues. There's. The sort of collision of NHL fighting culture mm-hmm. with the skill based culture that we're sort of moving towards, mm-hmm. and refs aren't sure how to handle that stuff no. now. And there's overcalling game penalties like offsides, yeah. or like delay of game.
0: Offsides is the worst. I oh. think really we should just abolish offsides and then we should replace the live refs with robots.
2: Yeah, and like give them gun capabilities. <laughs> get them a gun or something. Lasers. <laughs> Little like shock lasers. <laughs> right. right. On Saturday night, Audrey and I got, came home really drunk at like. 12 in the morning and of course there's a Canucks game on yeah and they're playing the Sharks and Joe Thornton had this enormous late
0: hit on Mm -hmm. some boy Joe Thornton hit a player very late. And he
2: just walked out the ice because yeah. he knew that he was going to get yeah. thrown out. And then I guess like after 15 minutes of doing I, what can only be described as penalty calculus, mm-hmm. it was no penalties for either of them because they just decided that they, cancel they each canceled out. each other out. And, and so that's what I mean about when when I'm talking about the collision of like old school mm-hmm. fighting culture mm-hmm. with the new kind of hockey that we have now. Right. Because I don't agree that you can just sort it out in the back room like yeah. that.
0: I think that you should, everything should be out in the open. I think a concept that NHL refs should become acquainted with is the idea that actually you can punish both people involved there doesn't have to be a good guy and a bad guy there could be two bad guys
2: right it's it's this weird idea that well if something must go up then something else must go down
0: and I'm like no actually they can both just be stupid so it's time for us to move on to the matchmaking portion of our show Let's start with this text that we got from Gianna, who said, Hi, Bunnies. I'm 17, and hockey has become the most important thing in my life over the past year. Sadly, the Blackhawks are most likely not going to make the playoffs, so I think it's time for me to invest my love and attention into a playoff-worthy team. Mm. Although no one will ever replace Alex DeBrincat and the rest of the boys, which team should I put my bets on for the Cup? I'm willing to cheer for any team within reason, besides the Bruins or Blues, for personal reasons, because ew. Thank you, and I love you guys. Um. Yeah. I, I mean, reasonable. I don't see Blues as being an EU team. I like them. I think it's because they just oh, won. Okay, that's fair. Um. And also, they're a central team like the Blackhawks, so cool. it's a division. Right. Bible. So what I'm trying
2: to think of right now is like a team that has some elements of the Blackhawks in it that we mm-hmm. all know and love, like a bromance kind of thing. Yeah.
0: Um. I would say the Canucks. I would say, yeah. um, if you're looking to replace an Alex DeBrincat and Dylan Strome dynamic, you should maybe look to Brock Besser and Elias Pettersson that classic opposites attract by yes. plus it's still a western conference team but it's not a central division team so it's it's not like a enormous threat to like the true loves of your life right and they're blonde if you're into really old guys weighing down the team with huge contracts you've got your Jay Beagles, your, your Chris Louis, Louis Erickson's, your Chris Tanevs. Uh, just who, something to think about, like something to think about.
2: We have a lot of these calls today, and I feel like we're just going to spend about an hour pitching the Canucks as a no. playoff team.
0: <laughs> um, here's the other one we got this week My wings aren't going to the playoffs, fucking duh. And I want a Western Conference team to root for instead. Who's the most fun?
2: We were talking about this before, and I don't think it's the Canucks because they are not the most fun.
0: Right. They play some ugly hockey sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fine. Here's what I would pitch to you. Uh Uh-oh. What's more fun than losing 7-0 to the Minnesota Wild? What's more, uh, you know, zany than that? I knew the reason I said, oh, no, is (laughs) because I knew you were going to say that. I was like, oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah. There are so many different kinds of fun, though. Like, if you're going for, like, a Real Housewives, dramatic, messy kind of fun, I would say the stars. Do you think that they're, like, that messy with each other? I don't think the players are messy. I think the entire organization is messy. Yeah, it's because they had that really hot
2: lawyer. (laughs) Also, stars have a lot of personality. Yes. I would say that Tyler Sagan is probably one of the most famous NHL players playing right now. And also, he's very
0: fun to follow on Instagram. They are not going to get past the first round, I don't think. I don't think they have the depth. And but- and that's the thing, also, is that like it depends on what level of suffering you'd like to go in for. And if you're a Wings fan, you're already used to suffering. So maybe it would be nice to support like an actual real Cup contender this year. Maybe it would be easier on your heart and like give you a nice little reset before next season. And if you're into that, I would suggest the Colorado Avalanche. Yes, because they have a lot of personality. They're kind of fluffy and mm-hmm. not a lot of drama, and they're very very good. I have a question for you, Audrey. Yes.
2: Why do you think any, no one's asking for like an Eastern Conference team to root for? Because fuck the Eastern Conference. Do you think just everyone in the Eastern Conference already has a team?
0: Yes, and I think it's it's more predictable. It's way more predictable than the Western Conference right now. There are a lot of people scrambling to um, figure out what their new identities are. <laughs> <You know what? laughs> yeah. who, who literally who aligned with who among us is not doing that right now?
3: Hi bunnies, uh, this is this is Mitch. Um, hey, I'm just wondering, um, uh, how would you evaluate uh, the All Star teams based on astrological astrological sign? And uh, which Last Man In would be the best fit based on astrology alone? Thank you. I love the show. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, here we go. Okay, hit me. I know you did the breakdown on this. Okay, okay. so I
2: uh, spent about forty-five minutes this morning, stanced out completely strangely on uh, Audrey's chair, just staring oh. at the wall because I had to like focus really hard to do this. So this took me so long because I guess apparently everyone who went to the who was originally on the All Star roster has died. Yes, they've passed
0: away. I think it's got to be at least. 30 to 40% of the original roster has now been replaced. So the
2: one that went through the most, just a tragedy, is the Metropolitan Division. Because the
0: Metropolitan Division has died. that for
2: us. So I'm not going to read the entire makeup of every team just because that's really cursed and I'm boring. Just
0: what are the overall themes that you took away from this? So
2: let me just start with the Atlantic Division. This is not going to (laughs) work because... The most represented signs on here are uh, Gemini and Virgo. Ooh. That's, that's just not like a productive pairing. What of...
0: Geminis have we got? Oh, my
2: God. Okay. We got David Pasternak. Uh-huh. We've got uh, Jonathan Her- uh-huh. Herber- Herberdo. There we go. For our, our Geminis. And for our Virgos, we have Anthony Duclair, uh, Austin Matthews. That is all. In terms of astrological just connection here, there also is only one water, or there's only two water signs. Mm. Tyler Bertuzzi, who's a Pisces, which is fucked up, mm-hmm. and Jack Eichel, who is
0: a Scorpio. <laughs> so
2: I see this as a super unbalanced team. Yeah. Also, their goalie is a Leo, and I don't like uh, non-water sign goalies. Goalies
0: as, as moving
2: right along to Central Division. Goalies should
0: always be water signs.
2: So here's what's up about the Central Division: is this is the team to beat in terms of. Uh, astrological balance compatibility we've got it we've got it all here we've got so i really like cancer and uh like scorpio's playing together Mm because i feel like it works for us obviously so like the goalie here is uh uh, jordan bennington
0: oh yeah cancer king known cancer jordan bennington all cancer like dark king uh
2: the only thing that's really fucking this one up is the fact that roman Josie is a gemini also, did you know that Mark Shifley is a Pisces?
0: Mark Shifley. Mark a nice Shifley. water sign who doesn't curse. Oh, I what love him so much.
2: And they have a Capricorn. I think that's a good hockey sign. Alex Petrangelo is a Capricorn. Right? Oh, really? Here we have the Metro Division now, which is completely stacked with Earth signs. Oh. <laughs> like the only water sign is Panarin, who's a Scorpio. Mm. And then we have a
0: Libra, Seth Jones. Everyone else is a Virgo, Taurus, or Capricorn. Seth Jones being a Libra, potentially out of any current NHL player, makes the most sense to me. I think so too. Because he's so aesthetic. He's so stylish. Yeah. Please
2: look at Seth Jones' apartment. I, I looked at his apartment. I was thinking, oh, it's the stylish player. Yeah. It's going to be just like a bunch of tan. No, it was thoughtfully decorated. Right. It's not
0: just like neutrals. He's an art collector. And so Libra.
2: I don't. What do you think about a, a team of all Earth signs? So like we're talking Chris Letang, Oshi, Carlson, Hope, and Net, Tristan, Jerry, and Net. Wow, that's a lot of grounded boys.
0: But I think they need some buoyancy. Right. Like they're not going to have any fun. They're not here to have fun. They're not here to make friends. Oh wait, Audrey. What? I missed something. What? I found
2: the buoyancy in them. What? TK. TK's a Pisces. Oh yeah, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Got oh, Travis. Travis wow. is okay. I feel I
0: feel much better He's now. He's gonna carry the entire Whew. team. It's fine. Little, little um, fucking and then,
2: gremlin. finally the Pacific Division, which I actually like to call
0: the like Scorpio sect mm-hmm. because they are all Scorpios. Well, it's Elias Peterson. Yes. Scorpio. Who else? Leon Dreitzadl. Okay. Scorpio. Thomas Hurdle. Mm -hmm. Same birthday as me and Elias, actually.
2: We should all have a big birthday party. Uh, So there's four of them on there, which is way too many. And then they're not balanced out by anything that's going to stand up to a Scorpio. The only fire sign on here is David Riddick. What's his sign? He's a Leo. Yeah, that makes absolute sense. It's really cursed to me that Jacob Markstrom is an Aquarius. Yes. This is a team that's not going to be able to be, that, like, they're not going to have any defense just because there's too much going on here. Right. And all, and also it's just honestly looking at these players that they're not going to have any defense because they're <laughs> they're only defensemen or uh, Mark Giordano and Quinn Hughes. Anyway, so that's my breakdown.
0: I'm sorry that I just talked for 15 minutes. Which team do you think, based on only astrology, is going to win? Central Division. Central, okay. Okay. Yeah. Place your thoughts, people. No, I agree. Yeah, that's really great stuff right there. I'd love to see it. Speaking of All-Star Weekend, we got another text that says, Hi, bunnies. Hope the bye week is good to you. Am I the only one who thinks the NHL is totally going to mess up this three-on-three women's tournament and ruin a good thing before it even begins? They're not even playing the same day as the All-Star game itself. Thoughts from Matt from the desert.
2: What's up, Matt? Um, they've already fucked it up.
0: They fucked it they're up. They're not paying them. they like, they're not paying them. So, so, so they're, they're, treat, they're,
2: they're, treating the
0: WNHL
2: players the same way they treat NHL players who, the NHL players are given $25,000, a donation in their name, basically for winning. Now, when you're a hockey player, yeah, that's probably great because you fine, just get cause to cause write that off. the you salary. Yes. Right. You, I mean, that's just like,
0: okay, cool. Right. I get a tax rate. Right.
2: For these women who make, I don't think any Nothing. of them make a living wage. And all
0: of them have other like, quote unquote, real jobs that mm-hmm. they work on top of playing.
2: I don't, I don't give a shit if you're donating $25,000 to like the hockey children of America. Give
0: me $25,000 that yeah. I can pay for my physical therapy for the next six months. It's making like a weird uh, narrative come
2: around because they're like, well, we're just giving them what the guys have. Like, why should they yeah, deserve more? Yeah, that's a quality. That's a quality. And it's just icky. And it's, it, I'm sorry I said icky. It's just really disappointing and it's dragging down what should be something really exciting Mm -hmm. because I'm excited to watch this. Are you? Yeah. If anyone from the NHL is listening to this podcast, you really need to improve your web presence because
0: every time I Google NHL all-star roster, it gives you the wrong year. There's no way to access on (laughs) NHL.com a consistent schedule of the entire weekend, which is great. Like, good job, guys. Hi,
2: Bunnies. Y'all talked a few weeks ago about how All-Star Weekend should be just a skills challenge. If you two were NHL commissioners, what changes would you make to the skills challenge?
0: Well, let's go through what the events are this year. They are the Fastest Skater, my Mm -hmm. favorite one. Love to see boys fall down. Mm -hmm. Um, Save Streak, that's the goalie one. Accuracy Shooting, Women's 3-on-3, Hardest Shot. And then the new one is Shooting Stars, which is... (laughs) Or they line up the Dallas Stars and shoot at them. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I have the gun.
2: <laughs> Here's the thing about the shooting stars one, where yeah. they're basically playing top golf. They're, they're shooting pucks. From the stands into the ice to like hit targets. Here's why that is. I'm I'm an attorney, and so like I see liability everywhere. But the the main thing that stuck out to me about this is that less than like 15 years ago, a child died mm-hmm. after getting he, hit
0: by a puck. After
2: getting hit by a puck at a Columbus Blue Jackets game. It's and very that, cool. It, no, it's it's very sad. No, was, it's that sad. Okay, I'm like <laughs> no, like that's why they put nets up everywhere. Right. And so I don't know how this
0: was allowed, or if they're just not going to have anyone. I'm in the sure it'll be very safe. I'm sure it'll be very safe. So the rules here are that there's going to be 10 players. So eight NHL players, one American women all-star and one Canadian women all-star. And then they're going to stand on a, on a platform behind the goal, 30 feet above the ice, where they shoot pucks at a variety of targets, with each target possessing different point values. So we're playing horse. <laughs> I love that. I hope one of the targets says, I ran. <laughs> The thing that I think sucks is that it's not going to be like Top Golf, where you have a bunch of people in a row. Like it's not like a driving range.
2: Oh, I thought that it was going to be like that. no, and you it was have like a-
0: one player going up at a time and taking seven shots. Oh shit! And then the next player comes up, well, which that's is safe, which is safer. It's way safer, but like way less cool. Uh, yeah. I thought it was going to be all of
2: them trying to like competitively hit the same target. No, that's
0: what I wanted it to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would have been awesome. Well, I think they should mix in some survival challenges. I think it should be, like, Survivor. You want them to, like, grizzly man it? Yeah. Or, okay, this is going to be very obscure. Do you remember that, like, children's reality series that took place in a recreation of an old western town where they, like, let the kids run the town?
2: Yes. What was it called? I watched that. Wait, kid Town or like Kidville
0: Kid Nation Kid
2: Nation it
0: was like a reality TV show it aired in 2007 and it was about kids a bunch of kids living in a recreated old western town which is like a movie set basically and it was like no adults and it was about setting up a government and a society I think they should do that with uh, NHL players it's so so
2: so cool that Audrey's idea for how to improve the NHL all-star game is to literally do the Stanford prison experience yes, to would like to do that to them. Um, I, I'm not such a fan of, like, you know, Lord of the Flies style activities. Mine would be very simple, mm-hmm. very easy to implement. Honestly, it would be free. And what I would like to propose is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a kissing contest. A kissing contest. Where I am the judge. No. <laughs> and I will crown the best kisser in the <laughs> NHL. <laughs> Uh, I'll do it for free. I'll oh. do it for, I'll do it for exposure.
0: Christina will actually donate money.
2: Yeah, as much as $10,000 if I get to kiss 30 boys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: Perfect. <laughs> and we fixed it.
3: Hey, uh, my name is Manny. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Um, I was wondering, since the Toronto Maple Leafs have kind of struggled lately, um, especially defensively, they're having a lot of issues. I was wondering if, uh, you guys thought maybe it was time to call up. Uh, Big Ben Harper from the Toronto Marlies. Um, he's six foot six, by the way. Thanks. Bye.
0: All right. Ben
2: Harper. Should we look at Ben Harper's? He, this motherfucker looks like a Lego man.
0: He's very tall, though. He's <laughs> played 28 games for the Marlies. He has eight points, <laughs> um, zero goals. Mm and he's managed to rack up 22 penalty minutes so far.
2: So, yeah, I think it's time for them to call him out. I think it's so cool that he's 25 years old and has only played in, like, 20 games for the Marlies. I think that's very cool. You know what? That just means that he's trying to make his dream happen. He, I can see he's a Capricorn. I think he's a grinder. This is who you want a your team. You want a guy like Ben You want to be able to
0: play heavy hockey, baby.
2: Heavy hockey? I'm talking. He doesn't give a shit about scoring. He's just there to have a good time. Morgan
0: Riley's gone. On, pair him with Cody Cece see what happens I would love to see that
2: <laughs> <laughs> top line top line Ben and Harper top
0: and Cody Cece
2: do you like how many men across Toronto would just like immediately kill themselves <laughs>
0: If that was the first parent, Yeah, of. I mean, that's the thing is it, it, that would be like fully the dynamic between traditional hockey, hockey men who are like, we need more enforcers on the Leafs. Okay, so
2: I saw this uh, verified tweet going around who I found out was then this player's agent mm-hmm. who used to play on the uh, Leafs. He was talking, he was talking up Michael Delzato oh. as an acquisition that the Leafs should make. To like beef up their D line. And he was saying he wants a Stanley Cup. Yes. He, he's a heavy. He's got hit. his name on the cup as a reminder. And I was just like, this is the most insane take I've ever seen. And then I I found out that that's his agent. Yes. But then I just had this rush of a feeling that I can only describe as an orgasm, thinking about Michael Delzato playing out there with Cody Ceci every night. <laughs> can you imagine? That would be, that it's would experience Leafs
0: hockey if that's what
1: it was. Uh, yeah.
0: All right, we got a text from Lou in Winnipeg. Peg City.
1: City.
0: Um He said he is fresh off from seeing his second cousin once removed, Joel Hoffer, win the gold medal for Canada at the World Junior Hockey Championships. He's a St. Louis prospect, so Jordan Biddington, your racist asshole, watch out. He's coming for your job. My question for you and American hockey fans in general is if you care about the World Juniors at all. Do you share in the good post-holiday fun of watching the baby boys of the future fly around chaotically on international ice? If you were watching, who are some of your favorite baby boys this year? Also, if you don't watch it, please give me your tips on what I should do with my time next year instead.
2: I was not watching it because I was having some mental health. I was experiencing life. What about you? I think you watched them, right?
0: I watched the first USA Canada game, like the round one and the US lost. But the hard thing is that like, I have vacation now between Christmas and New Year's. So I should like try and watch it. But every time I do, I'm just... I feel like it shouldn't be legal to watch it because it's called Junior. You should have to, like, sign a waiver before you watch World Juniors.
2: This is not about World Club Juniors, but I saw someone tweeting about high school hockey, and I'm like...
0: And I understand it if if you work in prospects or if you're really into, like, charting player development and stuff. I totally get that. Um, If you're just, like, a normal person... I mean, and you tell me you spent, like, three days watching World Juniors. I'm like, <laughs> mm. is something going on? Do like you need I want... to talk to somebody?
2: Yes. If you're not, like, an official hockey person and you're spending a ton of time watching non-professional hockey, I want you to get help in a hobby.
0: Last year was fun. I remember watching last year because both Hughes boys were on Team USA. And so it's kind of fun to see, like, that kind of stuff when you're watching the upcoming number one overall draft pick or something. Team USA, not good this year. No, Fine, but just took an insane amount of penalties, which really all of those guys are going to be my favorites because I'm addicted to men who will not stay out of the penalty
2: box. Cismuncles will I get a ton of penalties.
0: He yeah, underperformed. That's okay.
2: He's, so like, no, he's, cool. he's doing really good at Wisconsin. Yeah, he's doing
0: great at Wisconsin. Yeah.
2: What does PIM stand for? I see that I see that thrown around all the time and I feel like I should know what it means. Penalties in minutes. Oh, okay.
0: We love to learn about hockey as we're doing our hockey. Do podcast. anything else. Like do anything else with your time than watch World just, Juniors. There's lots of stuff that you can do. Scrub your grout. Power washing, I would say, might be fun. Honestly, just watch power washing videos. Do you ever watch those? Volunteer to soup kitchen for a couple days.
2: Literally put on a hair shirt and just yeah. think about what
0: you do with your life. <laughs> anything other than watching the World Juniors.
3: Hey Puck Bunnies, it's Meredith from Lexington, Kentucky. Um, I have a question about gay hockey. Um, as a queer woman, my favorite niche of Twitter tends to be uh, gay hockey Twitter. And I sort of noticed that um, in my personal experience, my queer hockey Twitter seems to stand the abs and the Red Devils like super hard. Um, personally, I sold my soul to the Dallas Stars as every uh, good woman ought to be doing. Um, and I love those sweet, sweet boys. But it does seem like the favorite team of the gays um, are the Abs and the Red Devils. And that just might be my personal experience, but that's, that's what I've noticed on Gay Hockey Twitter. So I'm curious about who you think is the gayest team like in the NHL. And I should just add that I don't know how each of you identify, but I consider you to be like queer adjacent. Uh, you know what I mean? Especially Christina. Okay, love you. love your show. Thank you. Wow, this is a huge compliment, first of
2: all. As someone who's, like, wanted to be cool my whole life, this is the coolest moment. Because the coolest thing
0: you can be is a lesbian. And the least cool thing you could be is as painfully heterosexual as I am. A true honor has been bestowed upon us.
2: Meredith, I just want to thank you so much for saying that I seem more gay than Audrey. Because as a Scorpio, it's important for me
0: to be the most special. Who do you think is the gayest NHL team? other than the abs and the devils like the gayest team like together the the queerest team that's what she's asking oh other than that um, i mean at the flyers that's true the flyers for sure any team that kind of has like a chaotic a chaotic vibe but also they're wildly they're very touchy boys like wildly into each other i mean i would also propose the caps are a little bit too predict they're a little bit too high performing i would say like they're not as interesting as i want them to be Here's the thing about the caps. And I feel like this is like they've figured it out.
2: They're manufacturing the gayness now. Mm-hmm. They know that we like, They know what
0: sells. Sex they, sells, they baby. We like yeah. They know
2: we like it when they touch each other. Yeah. And I so now they just do it all the time. And I'm like, I, I want organic moments. I want right. organic moments of gay love between two yeah. men.
0: Don't turn this into The Bachelor. No,
2: no. don't. Okay. Do you want me to read this one to you? Did the universe cause my beloved Dougie Hamilton to break his leg right before Justin Williams came back because Kane's fans can't have too many nice things at one time? The survey says yes.
0: I'm fucked up about this.
2: I broke the news to Audrey because I knew she needed to hear it from me and not a push notification. Yes. Well, you actually, I, it was still through a push notification, But
0: <laughs> you texted me while I was at the Caps-Devils game. And Christina, late in the second period, was like, hey, Dougie broke his leg. And then I just sat there, like, kind of blankly looking at the scoreboard for mm-hmm. about two full minutes. Um, it's
2: such a bummer. I mean, if you've been paying any attention at all to Carolina Hurricanes hockey at all this season, you would have known that Dougie Hamilton is like, he's on a Norris campaign, basically. Yes, and he he's should be. 14 goals, I believe. It, he's, he's, he's one of the most good. effective defensemen in the league. And he's Audrey's boyfriend in in every sense of that word. Except, except with, physical. Except physical. <laughs> uh And it's a real bummer, and it's a huge loss for the Hurricanes, who have suffered in each
0: game. I will say that it would be a lot worse for them if Justin Williams had decided that he wasn't coming back. Right. And so I'm glad that he had the psychic foresight to uh, decide that the team needed him. What if he did it? And now (laughs) Tanya Harding. (laughs) Dougie.
2: Yeah, and I think they needed a leader right now. Yeah. Because, believe it or not, Dougie was, like, a huge behind the scenes mentor for some of these guys. Mm-hmm. And I know that Andre Svetch is very sad. Mm-hmm. So I'm really bummed. I don't I think this is gonna kill their playoff chances. What do you think?
0: I think that if Justin Williams had not come back, absolutely it would have killed their playoff chances. I think it's still up in the air mm-hmm. but it's a huge blow to them and also like it kind of depends on the performance of the rest of the division too at this point
2: right right and again this is just why i honestly think that the nhl needs to shorten the season because 80 games is too many
0: oh it's crazy hey bunnies mike here after listening to your interview with Allison lucan and watching elvis rack up three shutouts in four games i'm convinced the blue jackets are this year's team of destiny am i crazy
2: No, you just think it's 2019. Yes. Like, (laughs) welcome
0: to 2019. (laughs) Uh, Mike. I would like to shout out Elvis Merzlikens for being the NHL second star of the week. He has a record of 3-0-0 right now. He has two shutouts in the last week and an incredible save percentage. I think it's it's .982. Wow. Great boy. So he is now the seventh rookie goaltender in NHL, like modern history, to register three shutouts in a four start span. Good Lord. Yes. I
2: mean, in, in the words of Elvis himself, I think it's now or never for him yes. to really make the jump. Because, so, the, the goalie situation mm-hmm. in Columbus, like we we discussed with Allison this last week, was so bad that it's been incredible to watch him really step up. And yeah. not only step up, but step up and shut the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's incredible. And that's also... So, I will also say, this is a credit to the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets' incredible defense. Yes, yes. So, they don't let anyone get into a place that they shouldn't with Elvis.
0: And I think he's responding really well to their aggressive back check. I think what's going to make or break their season is now that they've started having players trickle back from being injured. So like Cam Atkinson come back, et cetera, et cetera. Having those guys be able to get back into the lineup on offense, if some of those guys can really turn on the Jets in like the next month or so after the All-Star break, I think they're going to be very important to watch. If they can keep up this hot streak of Elvis being incredible lights out and mm-hmm. also maybe have Jonas Corposalo come back at some point. Um, they're going to be in a really good spot. I think they're still they're not in a very they're not out of the playoff picture right now. I think they're in like contention for wild card. Mm-hmm. But I think it very much depends on how their big offensive guns perform coming back from having like all sorts of fucking broken ribs and sprained ankles and stuff. He's just hung up by their ankles by yes. towards himself. Yes. The other thing that we forget about the Blue Jackets
2: is they got a shitload of money. So much money. They have so much money. And there's not a lot on the table right now. But if you have as much money as the Blue Jackets do right now, that becomes a little bit less of an issue (laughs) because you're able to get people who might not have, who might not move first unless, you know, they see a number that they like. And Elvis's performance and also the rest of their offensive uh, line just really going at Mm -hmm. it is going to help sweeten that
0: deal. Elvis Merleekens is... Literally raising the market value of the Columbus Blue Jackets right now. Himself. Yes. All King in his own back.
2: I feel like they're going to make a move sooner rather than later because they're not going to want to be left with the scraps. They are going to need to make an acquisition. Allison
0: said too that like their GM is always looking. He was at World Juniors. Out of all the teams that we talk about most frequently, I would say that them, maybe the Flyers, mm-hmm. in terms of East Coast.
2: They're in the same division.
0: So that's Right. So what's so, going to be interesting is that, like, you have, let's talk about the Metro. Penguins, I think, are likely to do something big before the deadline. Blue mm-hmm. Jackets, I think, are likely to do something big before the deadline. Flyers. I don't think they have the money. I don't know if they have the money, but when they come back from the break. hmm I would like to see them go on like a hot streak. And I think if they do, if they have four or five really good games in a row, they might say, fuck it, let's go all in and see if we can swing a wild card spot.
2: Fuck it, we ball. Here is my solution to this, is I think that the Flyers and Hurricanes should just go to the Pacific Division. Because, so I'm looking at the Metro Division standings and we're going to be done soon, I'm so sorry. And this is not fucking fair. These are all my favorite teams. And like, why is there only one spot? that's
0: not, I don't want. That's how life works. It's competitive. Sure. I'm excited to see which Metro team decides to just absolutely ransack the Red Wings roster.
2: Someday I'm going to get on this podcast and I'm going to yell fully for an hour about conference realignment. But
0: today is not that day. <laughs> we can do it after um, the draft this summer. Oh, perfect. So wow. Bringing in the Seattle team because Arizona is moving to the Central because of it. Yay. I'm crying like one tear. <laughs> for, it's for... fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's Aww. fine. Guys. Thank you for listening. I hope you had fun. We did. I hope you had a good time. Thank you guys so much for calling and texting in every week. It's so much fun to hear from you. We're sorry that we can't get to everything every week. It's literally due to you guys being um, too prolific. And like way funnier than us. Yeah. So cut that out. Maybe just a little bit.
2: Here, no, here's the thing is if we don't get to your question one week, it's pretty likely that we're going to answer it yeah. the next week. Yeah. Just because a lot of the questions, some are like more or less timely. And if we don't answer your question, means we, we hate you. We love you
0: all the like, same. We love you, we love you, and we value you all the same. We have to stop recording because I have to take Christina to the airport. Right now? Yeah.
2: Okay, well, call in with your questions or suggestions for next week's episode at 774-318-6952. You can follow us on Twitter at PuckBunnies underscore pod. Do you want to
0: sound a little bit more upbeat?
2: I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be... I know you're sad because you're leaving. (laughs) follow us on Twitter at PuckBunniesPod and Instagram at PuckBunniesPod. No. Underscore. You can support us on Patreon so that we can see each other more. <laughs> uh, at
0: Patreon.com/slash/PuckBunnies. I'm Christina. I'm Audrey. And this has been Puck Bunnies. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Have a great bye week. Bye.
1: Bye week. <laughs>